the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Jim Duffy and Gordon Diel are catching their breath after a breathless second half in Perth. Celtic won by three goals to one, um, but it was looking a bit ropey up until the break and then a complete turnaround, you have to say. Very comfortable in the second half. And then even at the end, St Johnston might have snatched an equaliser, but only before Celtic went up and grabbed a third. So it was quite... The end to that one We do sometimes open the phones early On a Sunday Because the games are stretched out a bit So Celtic fans If you've got any thoughts on that game Now would be the time To share them 0141-951-1025 But we do have two big games At three o'clock And the psychology of it all Roger Hanna Means Rangers fans Who maybe Started their journey Thinking they could gain ground today And memories of having passed up that chance last week Now know they need to just try and claw it back to where it was Before the day started Yeah, 100% God I think the Rangers fans is thinking the lead could be cut As little as five points by the close of play tonight But as they kick off at three o'clock against the man That will start at 11 With Rangers playing the first of two games in hand this afternoon So, as we said earlier on A huge month for Philip Clement He's got... League games against St Mirren here today. They go to Tynecastle on Wednesday night. They get in D here on Saturday. They've got to go to Seville. And they now need to get a result, possibly a win against Real Betis to get through in the Europa League. They've then to come home for a, a League Cup final against Aberdeen at Hamden. And of course, before the month's out, is to go to Celtic Park. So Clement will expect nothing short of victory against fourth place St Mirren this afternoon. Get it down to eight points again how he started the day and then he'll move on from there yeah of course that's the way of it uh, in this city and he dare not lose I, I don't think St Mirren go to uh, Ibrox today in great shape uh, but I thought that Aris Limassol would arrive at Ibrox and be easily taken care of on Thursday night look what happened there uh, so the team selection Puts Dessers in front of the Rangers fans He's hardly their favourite player But Clement has given him a chance To redeem himself The whole Cantwell saga Has finally come to an end And he gets his game And everybody can sleep easy at night uh, But Rangers have to get the win now Celtic may not have been at their dazzling best They may have taken an hour to come to life But they have scored three magnificent goals in Perth they have strengthened their lead at the top and it's up to Rangers to respond. Yeah, I mean, Roger Hanna, so much intrigue around the team selection because of that Todd Cantwell situation during the week. What do you read into what's been chosen today? Um, well, listen, there are a few of the changes. I think Dessels is in because Danilo has played a lot of football lately. Um, I think Philip Clement will use his resources through the month. He's already indicated that. The one thing that did stand out for me, Gordon, he, he was getting quizzed on Thursday night about keeping both Lundstrom and Sifuentes, two holding midfield players, if you like, keeping them both on really throughout the game against Harrison and he was a bit prickly when asked about that um, asking you know the, the interviewer if he thought that you know are you accusing us of being too defensive and then all of a sudden this afternoon he's only starting with Lundstrom it's it's an attacking you know side other than Lundstrom who will hold he's got Cantwell he's got Lawrence either side of him and then McCausland Dessers and Seema so you just wonder if Philip Clement has reflected on what he saw on Thursday night, what he saw at Petaudry last weekend, and has decided maybe just to let the hand break off a little bit more this afternoon. Is there now a, an extra pressure or an extra onus on Todd Cantwell to go and now show that the clamour 
For many Rangers fans From many Rangers fans For him to not only play But play in his right position that, That's justified Well a few Rangers fans the other night were asking why it wasn't Lammers taking off or it wasn't Sifuentes taking off and those who follow Todd Cantwell were saying well he's played in the wrong position you can't ask him to play wide right and go outside the player that, that's not his game at all well if that's the case he can't have any complaints about where he's going to be deployed this afternoon because it looks as if he's going to be in the right of a midfield three the width will come from McCausland on that side of the pitch the width will come from Tavernier as well of course on that side of the pitch so he will have a more central beat if you like to get on the ball to go either way, he'll be asked to get up in support of Dessers I would think, and you asked at the start Gordon there, what's the psychology after Celtic coming from behind to win you're interested to see what the psychology is for Todd Cantwell, after being hooked after 35 minutes and enduring that, I don't know whether you call it an embarrassment or a humiliation coming off so early in a big European game, what's his psychology, does he feel he's a point to prove to Philippe Clement, a point to prove to the supporters, or, or a point to prove to himself yeah, I mean, right throughout the team There's interesting decisions The, the centre-back one is not interesting And in it's controversial It's quite obvious that it was going to happen The two first choice, if you like, being restored, Roger But um, there were moments at Pataudry last week That Conor Goldson and Leon Balgan Didn't cover themselves in glory either So it's not been a vintage week for either pairing you're absolutely correct and even before Bojan Mijovsky scored that goal at Aberdeen seven days ago Esther Sokler should have scored a goal and you're right for a while Goldson and Balligan did not look comfortable at all then it becomes Souter and Davis on Thursday night and they lost a poor goal as well it has to be said so as you say no surprise that Goldson and Balligan are restored this afternoon they have emerged as Philip Clermont's preferred pairing and I think they might have a hands full as well Jonah Ayunga's back fit again for St Mirren and it's a reasonably offensive line up from Stephen Robinson you know he's pushing on Conor McMenamin on one side of Ayunga Greg Kilty will go the other side of Ayunga and I was actually talking to both Mark O'Hara the skipper and Caelan Boyd Munce at St Mirren's training ground on Thursday and they were in reasonably bullish form that they believe they can come here and go toe-to-toe with Rangers they won't park the bus and have a living behind the ball they believe they've got the quality that they can take on Rangers in a fair contest so it's been a fascinating game Yeah I mean the, the blistering start to the season has maybe tailed off a, a little bit they obviously went to Ibrox earlier this season didn't they um, and, and lost no sorry they played in Paisley earlier this season and Rangers won 3-0 but that was the game Ryan Strain was sent off fairly on and, and maybe can't read too much into it St- where will the main confidence come from for St Mirren then that they can cause an upset I think really just the way they've played this season as you say you know that Stephen Robertson's got a reasonably small squad but they always seem you know to have great belief not just that they can get results but that they can they can play as well and I think they will come here and play you look at the middle of the park you know O'Hara and Boyd Munster are both comfortable on the ball I mentioned the front three there they'll have Scott Tanzer going up that left hand side as well so I don't think they'll sit in um, as we said earlier they don't have a great record here 1991 I think Graham Souness was still the Rangers manager when Kevin McGill Gowan scored that goal for St Mirren's last victory here. They had a, a team of Paul Lambert, Chick Charnley and Roy Aiken back in those days. So that sort of tells you how long it's been since St Mirren got away with three points here. But they'll certainly try and make a game of it. Yeah, what's to look forward to in that one, Gordon? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I watched St Mirren against Hibs not that long ago. Um, they're starting to just... 
they're leaking too many goals for me. I think there's going to be a big task today. The one thing about the manager, he got he's got them well organised. They work very hard as a unit. But if I think I think if Rangers play to their capabilities today, get an early goal, I think it'll be a comfortable afternoon for them. The, I've got to say the stardust has turned to coal dust. You know the the last five games, three defeats, one draw, one win. So you know they get. Plenty of plaudits at the start of the season, but they've slipped into a rut. Uh, and that's four points out of that, those games. It's not, it's not a fully blown rut, is it? Well, it's mean, still fourth. Well, you can put it another way: one win in the last five games. Then you're, you're talking about a team who they're going to Ibrooks and they're, they're not in the best of shape. Having said that, Rangers are not in the best of shape either. Following on from the performance against Aberdeen and Aris Limassol. Uh, but we all know the way the city works The lead is there for Celtic 11 points We know about games in hand But they've yet to be played Rangers Like Celtic at 12 o'clock today Rangers cannot begin hmm. To contemplate anything other than 3 points I must be the only person hmm. Sorry Gordon I must be the only person I, I watched the Aberdeen game And as much as they gave up a terrible goal um after about 30 minutes I thought Rangers actually Oh they deserve to win it oh, didn't they? In terms of chances created the game and, and they should have scored more goals Now I do take on board I thought they were really below par The other night there McCausland come on give, Gave them that burst But as far as today's concerned I I think if they go about their business the right way Can't well in that right position McCausland I think gives them so much As a young kid I think they will have more than enough to turn over St Man. Yeah, I think St Man, you know, sitting fourth just now is a really good position. It's just the fact is that they started so well. If you were to say to St Man, come December, you'd be sitting fourth, they would have been delighted. You know, they're a bit in handoff you all day long. Um, and I think when I've when I seen St Man at Celtic, they, they had a, a, a kind of specific way of playing, and they, they, but they kept two up pitch. I mean, Roger's saying there that the feels if they might have a wee go, they kept two up the pitch even when Celtic were attacking to try and, you know, try and keep the, the defenders back a little bit, try and, try and uh, give themselves an option of getting out. It'll be interesting to see if they do that to Ibrox. I think more interesting from the, the Rangers' perspective is the team selection. I think Dessers coming in mm. you know he didn't even come off the bench I mean during the last couple of games Danilo's been struggling a wee bit and Rangers and, have needed a goal and Dessers hasn't been anywhere to be seen hasn't even took the jacket off and now he's starting so that for me is a, is, is a, a, a real uh, test for him um, today to see we were talking earlier on about recruitment um, you know from both of the clubs uh, whether whether it's been you know how much of an impact they've made well Dessers gets the opportunity today Cantwell's have mentioned gets the opportunity playing in his more preferred position so Celtic uh, Celtic sorry Rangers have a very very um, positive attack minded side today but St Mun are very very disciplined let's hear from both managers Philippe Clement followed by Stephen Robinson this is the first time that there's really like a deception that they, that they I felt it in the dressing room they were not happy with their performance that's a good thing that they were not happy about the performance but now we need to stand up on Sunday and show uh, our best level they're going to fight until they die and for them Games against Rangers is uh, one of, you know, or maybe the biggest game of the season. So we know that. Belief. You need, you need belief. We've 
we've got the talent, but what we have is a is a group of boys that totally believe in each other, and we we just looked like we didn't have a little bit of belief for certain periods. We've spoke about it, and you know I'm sure we'd be better for it. By no means is it an impossible task. But it's a tough ask because they've got some very good footballers, and they've got a lot of strength and depth on the bench as well. So we we under no illusions of the the size of the task, but we we go there with a the belief. Stephen Robinson will know that you can hear it, Roger Hanna, the size of the challenge, even if it is. You know, a, a wobble during the week and drop points for Rangers um, last week as well. Um, I'm sure he'll remember that there have been times, that game that jumps out from last season, where, you know, St Mirren went there and did fine and, and hung in the game quite the thing uh, and then ended up, you know, on the wrong end of a, a fairly heavy defeat. Well, listen, that's what can happen to I me. Mean, Lucas and Johnson today, they led and they hung in the game for a long time and ended up losing 3 1 and potentially 4 1 to finish up, you know, in South that last chance. So it's a 90 minute game nowadays. It's almost a 100 minute game, Gordon. You need to hang about for us. Listen, Mirren will know that. They've got players on the bench who Stephen Robinson won't hesitate to put on this afternoon. But I think they will, they will know that Rangers need three points they will know from the Rangers team selection it looks as if Philip Clement is going a little bit more attacking than he's been seen to, to do in games so far and they will feel they have a chance of a result here this afternoon and listen it'll be a good contest don't forget the lines are open it's obviously a bit of a different schedule for us though we will take some calls very soon so Celtic fans sum up your feelings after McDermott Park today 01419511025 and whilst you get them in Let's get team news ahead of Hibs against Aberdeen from Fraser Wisher. He's back from a 15-week tour around the globe. He finally graces us with his presence once again. Take it away. Working, Gordon. Always working. Cape Town, Geneva, wherever I was going, I was working. But uh, enjoy my trips, but glad to be back into this Scottish football in a, in a key time, of course, December for, for all clubs. The weather's good here, better than it is in the West. Conditions perfect, pitch looking great. Always quite an exciting game, I think, the game between these two and always something to talk about. You remember this fixture in February led to Jim Gooden losing his job after that 6-0 defeat. Barry Robson took over temporarily. Given the job full-time and Hibs have also changed managers, all of which maybe tells us that things haven't quite been right on the park for both clubs for quite some time. Nick Montgomery's come in and I've seen a bit of an improvement. I went today with lift them into fourth, which is probably where they, they should be, as should Aberdeen. And a good win last week against Dundee. And in general, he's played pretty positive football. Old-fashioned, 4-4-2, two attacking, wingers, two strikers. But it's at the other end of the problems has been where they've been losing too many goals. I'm sure he'll try and sort that in January. But Aberdeen made it home safely from wintry Helsinki. Another disappointing result, I think. You know, where clubs should be doing a bit better in Europe. But after a good performance at Pitodre against Rangers last. But it's, and that just shows the general inconsistent form. And Aberdeen are still in 10th, unbelievable, 10 points behind Hearts in 3rd place. And I said earlier, that's where Dons should be. They should be up there challenging for 3rd place as a very minimum. So they could really do with a win. They certainly, they've got exciting attacking players. Mijoski McGrath, Clarkson all start today. Dukes on the bench. They've got Sockler as well playing up front. So the fact they're so low on the table is probably worrying and confusing equally at the same time. But really looking forward to this game for the full 90 minutes for Hibernian they've made two changes since both at the fullback areas Lewis Miller sent off last weekend they suspended and Abita is injured and income players at the opposite ends of the spectrum of their careers young Rory Whittaker just starting here comes in right back and experienced Lewis Stevenson at left back David Marshall is in goals Rory Whittaker Will Fish Rocky Bashiri and Lewis Stevenson at the back in midfield Josh Campbell Dylan Levitt 
Joe Newell and Jaya Tavares with Martin Boyle and Dylan Venter as the strikers. Jojo Wallacott, Paul Hanlon, Ellie Yuan, James Jago, Christian Deutsch, Riley Harbottle, Alan Delafier, Rudy Malotnikov and Josh Landers are on the bench. For Aberdeen, made so many changes during the week, I just compare them to the team against Rangers last weekend. And Ryan Duncan drops to the bench and James McGarry comes in at left wing back for the only change in that draw at Petordi. Kelly Rusin goals, Stefan Gatterman, Slobodan Ruzovic and Richard Jensen at the back. Across the middle, Nicky Devlin, Graham Shinney, Leighton Clarkson and James McGarry. Just ahead of them, Jimmy McGrath and the two strikers, Esther Sokler and Boyan Miofsky. Ross Duan, Connor Barron, Duke, Johnny Hayes, Dante Polvara, Ryan Duncan, Angus McDonald, Jack Milne and Javier Gaye are on the bench. And the referee to the Easter Road is Willie Collum and the VAR referee is Ewan Anderson. Three big games on a Sunday Lots to look forward to One down and two to go Remember the phone lines sometimes open early on a Sunday And today is one of those days 0141 951 1025 We will speak to you next Super Scoreboard With Call Robert Accident Repair Accident not your fault You'll be back on the road within 24 hours The winning team All season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Big day of football in the Scottish Premiership One game of three already done Celtic surviving a really poor first half to come back Storm back really to win 3-1 in the second half So three points back down the road over to Rangers to respond We've given you team news from Ibrook Some very interesting calls Todd Cantwell plays, Tom Lawrence plays Dessers is in in place of Danilo, no Sam Lammers. The two centre-backs are back in as well. So interesting team news there. Hibs against Aberdeen as well. Fraser Wishart is watching on at Easter Road. We do often open the phone lines early on a Sunday because there's a bit of time to kill in between the two games. So let's hear from Paul, who's a Celtic fan. How would you sum that up today, Paul? Um, well, I think we just have to... I've seen it a few times about a bit of perspective and a bit of a bit of respect, I think, for Brendan Rodgers, to be honest with you. Um, he brings on James Forrest and, before that, Mikey Johnson, two players that I think that he, he, he used the first time round um, to change the game. Uh, I, I don't think you can lay Yang and Palmer at his, his, uh, his door as signs that he made in the summer. And I thought what, what he did. He, he does deny that though, Paul. You know, he, the AGM he said he had a, a big hand in all the transfers. So it, we've kind of got a decision to make there, don't we? To either a, portray Brendan Rodgers as a liar or give him a bit of criticism for it. Yeah, but I know. But even if he did, though, so is he now going to be judged on guys that are a couple of months into the country that have actually done pretty well? You know, uh, I always like to make comparisons with Rangers, but Celtic spent the same amount of money. On these guys as Lammers and Dessers and Yeah but before we worry about Rangers Yang has not done pretty well has he? He's still a young boy Again and that, that's totally fine And you can say I'm, I'm, I'm not going to judge him yet And I think I'll give him time But you can't then say he's done well That's an entirely different thing You've gone the other way Well he's, he's only gone He's only in, in the, the team Because maybe made us out uh, you know, And again he's actually looked better In the European games um, but I just think the whole narrative around Brendan Rodgers and, and the negativity is just uncalled for. The guy's not lost a league game yet. Um, and the whole, uh, you know, we just seem to be very, very um, quick to criticise at a very early stage of the season. 
Um, Paul, Paul, I have to tell you that on television at the end of the game, Brendan Rodgers said that Celtic's performance in the first half at Perth left him feeling the angriest he has ever been as a manager. Not just as the manager of Celtic, the angriest he has ever been as a manager. Leicester City, Liverpool, the lot. So there's no one criticising Brendan Rodgers here. What we're telling you is that Brendan Rodgers knows what he's looking at and he thought the first half was utterly dreadful. And to go back to Gordon Duncan's point about who do we believe here, I am still of the opinion that Brendan Rodgers is diplomatic when he speaks about the transfers. Otherwise, I am supposed to believe that Lyra Bielka and Navrosky were brought in at £7.5 million by Brendan Rodgers, who then, about a fortnight later, decided they were no use to him whatsoever. However, the point about today, Celtic got there in the end with three magnificent goals and a tremendous twist of fate which saw the goalkeeper go from zero, where the St Johnston goal was concerned, to hero, where he prevented it from being 2-2 and Celtic went to the other end of the park and won the game. They're getting there, Paul, but they're getting there with a bit of a struggle at times. You there, Gordon? Yes, on you go, Paul. Can I come back? Yeah, well, well it's either one or two things. Either the leagues are hard to win because teams make it difficult. Uh, or, you know, if you look at Man City in England, they're just running over the top of teams down there. So you're not going to get it all your own way. And I think there's, there's I mean, there's no doubt some players are right back. The way Kyogo looks a bit lost in the formation. Alistair Johnson uh, has went back the way. And Greg Taylor, I know he's always a whipping boy, but he just does look ordinary at times. So I'm not saying that there, there aren't issues, but... He brings on James Forrest and Mikey Johnson. And, you know, I'm, I'm really on to, to sort of brag about Mikey Johnson, Gordon, because, you know, I'm a big fan. But, you know, these guys, again, still still have their place in that squad. They still have in place at the football club. And, you know, that's down to Brendan Rodgers' management, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, there's no doubt the Mikey Johnson sub today works, Jim. Yet we said at halftime, Yang simply had to come off for Mikey Johnson mm-hmm. or someone else. Um, it's been interesting to see if he can kick on from this because that was a it was a real impact he made, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, listen, Paul um, is probably like a, a lot of fans. There's a division there, you know. Some some Celtic fans and quite a lot of them don't think Mikey Johnson's good enough to to be you know to be a regular part of the Celtic first team. Others are probably a different opinion, like Paul, who think he can make a contribution. Um, it, it, you know, you've got the, both sides of it. You mentioned uh, Johnson and Taylor not maybe uh, being as productive as they were um, last season. So is that down to the, ch- the change of um, system, the change of shape slightly, or the way the the approach of the game, or is that just the fact that they've they've just you know something dropped dropped a level? But overall, I think on today you have to credit Brendan Rodgers for making the changes, for changing the shape, and uh, you know for. For for rattling the cages at half time, as you said, he said he was angry. You don't you don't kind of get that impression of uh, Brendan Rodgers really giving it a bit of the hairdryer treatment. But I think the Celtic players that they probably had to take that and they responded to it. That's the key thing. You can only only works if the players respond to it, and the Celtic players did respond because they came out the second half with a different approach, a different mentality, a strength of character, and real quality goals. To go public with a statement like the angriest I've Mm. ever felt as a manager is a good thing because it's truthful 
You're not attempting to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. You're telling the supporters that first half performance was hopeless. And I don't think he is pulling the wool over anybody's eyes. I, I said, I just said he's not, not attempting yeah. to pull the wool the, the, over anybody's eyes. It was quite, it was quite easy for Brendan Rodgers to come out to the end of the game and say that's a, that's a, the you know most angriest I've ever been. They won the game three one. Uh, they were terrible first half. I, I think everybody agrees with that. They were off the pace. They can see that poor poor goal. Where I think you've got to look at it in the bigger picture. Second half, Mickey Johnson gave them a spark. All gave them a spark. The change of formation gave them a spark. There was a there was a time when we were all discussing. There was a case for anybody to be taken off that pitch. All of a all of a sudden, McGregor stands up, and I think he received the man of the match. Um, so in the second half. You could tell it was always coming. They moved the ball quicker. They get any better positions. Uh, you're going up to Perth there today. The conditions, as Jim touched on it, we've been there, we've played in these sort of pitches. Very difficult. It made it very difficult with the formation. They sat everybody behind the ball. Celtic, I thought, second half played some real good stuff. A lot's been said about Joe Hart's part in the first goal, Paul. Is that something you subscribe to or do you think he's getting a bit too much stick as well? No, I think I think Joe Hart's just one. They always been one of these kind of eccentric goalkeepers, which obviously Guardiola wasn't going to rely on him. I mean, he pulls off a, a save at the end, which is worthy any goalkeeper. There obviously is an issue with. I mean, they mentioned on the TV about whether Stevie Woods has to look at the whole Greg Taylor standing in front of him. I'm not a not a goalkeeping coach. Uh, I think it's probably his last season um, as a full as a first team coach. Uh, one of the boys in my WhatsApp saying what's happened to Seagrass. I don't know if you guys have got any any light to shed on that. Um, but, you know, if you go the other way with the whole formation, though, if, if Brendan Rodgers starts with James Forrest and Mikey Johnson, then you say, oh, is the squad that, that thin that we're, we're relying on players that have been here for years? Other teams would kill to have players like that in their squad. James Forrest, 15, 16 years in a row, ultimate professional, never a bit of scandal about him. Disney dies, Disney, you know, He's no TikTok, you know. People are just great professionals. Callum McGregor, Carter Vickers, get leaders throughout the team. Um, and I think, you know, Brendan's got to take some credit. So if he was angry with the players, uh, he's probably angry with some of the criticism that he's getting as well in terms of the, the narrative for both sides of the city. Sometimes the, 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 the gap in coverage is, is just a bit much. Rangers just... Paul, that. Paul, you seem a little bit obsessed about this narrative. You've used the word about forty-three times. A lot of the criticism comes from Celtic fans. It's not all about the way it's been reported. You say other teams would kill to have someone like James Forrest. I'm sure most teams in Scotland would, but is it not the case that Celtic are meant to sort of set their own bar here? Celtic shouldn't really be worrying about what the other teams in Scotland do because they win everything. They get they've got seventy million in the bank, and it's understandable then that fans who contribute a lot of that money. Just say, well, we wanted a bit more squad depth, or we wanted recruitment to be better in the summer. What's wrong with that? Fair enough. So, so Lagradielka and Navrovsky, we haven't seen them yet. We don't know whether they're injured or not. We don't know whether they're, they're, they're great players or not. That, that can happen at a club. So, uh, Hugh seems to be obsessed with that. He seems to be obsessed with rhyming off. Uh, but, but, but again, that Paul, that's a talking point. Your fellow Celtic fans are looking at a team that has seven, eight million pounds worth of new defenders in it and saying, why are they not there? You're, what is wrong with asking that question as a Celtic fan? Mm. What's wrong with it? Yeah. 
Okay, I, 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 I take the point. I just, um, I, I just think that any time Celtic go, I go down. Some of some of the language used, some of the, the it just seems to be over the top against a guy who is and, and Gordon uh, Deal likes to use what the guy's an elite manager. He's doing us all a favour by coming to Scotland, and you'll then attract other other great talent as a result of that. Uh, the same as they did the first time round. So, but maybe not this summer then, as according to a lot of the Celtic fans. I, I don't I don't buy into the fact that, that he was involved in the summer. I, I, I don't. I mean, and maybe that's. It's too much of a coincidence that the, the guys have came for Korea, have came for the Asian market, which was Angie's uh, old backyard. So I'm, I'm not buying that. That might have been a line for the AGM, which is a PLC. They've got to, got to stand a bit of unity with. What he hasn't been short to say is that he is uh, unhappy with the quality of the squad. So again, you know, read into that what you will. I mean, I mean, as I say, players like Yang, to, 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 to go in their defence moment, Palmer and Yang are young boys coming from a strange country, a strange environment, and as the old thing, can you do it, you know, McDermott partner away Tuesday night? This is a, the December equivalent, you know, of welcome to Scottish football. And they feel miserably, OK? But what did he bring on his place? Two seasoned Celtic professionals who have had their ups and downs within the club, and then you have the leadership of uh, of O'Reilly, Carter Vickers, even Joe Hart, you know, stepping up, and of course, like, like McGregor. But I mean, I, I don't think Brendan Rodgers is fooled. Mm. I don't expect it all to be solved in the January transfer window. And I think he's, the, the criticism we've had about Europe, I think we you wait till next year and see if it's a proper, proper Brendan Rodgers squad then. Let's ask John for his take on it. Thank you to Paul. John, what stood out for you today? Yeah, well, the first half was abysmal, mate. I just rolled on for last last week at Parkhead. Yeah, the goal was a cap, cap and copy. Uh, the, 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 the goal was a cap and copy last week. Uh, Hart coming out for the ball. I call him Dracula. He's feet across his... He's feet across his that, that boy. Uh, and as I say, see any, any work of life you've got, you'll get a job. If I, if I don't do my job, I get suspended. Or something happens to him. And, and, and that first of all, nothing happens to him. They can make a mistake week in, week out, nothing happens to them. I can't wait to January, I keep saying that. It's going to be a, it's going to be a long five weeks to January, where we're playing. We've got a jelly day, all right, great goals, but you can see the way Roger was talking today. He was absolutely going to have to not with that first, first half performance. Good save from Joe Hart at the end to win the game, though. But he caused the first goal. He caused the goal last week. He cost us two points last week at Parkhead. That's my point of night, man. Uh, we no, saw the best and the worst of them today, Hugh, I absolutely, think. That's fair. Yeah. And it's a great story. Everyone loves that. Zero to hero, hero to zero type story And there's no doubt that he was complicit in a tremendous twist of fate Where he saved Celtic from losing a goal that would make it 2-2 They run up the other end of the park And incidentally, when I look back at the goal James Forrest clears the ball, right, first of all, from his own box, penalty area yeah. And finishes up in the other penalty mm-hmm. box to score the goal So, 10 out of 10 to James Forrest But Celtic have to look at the goalkeeper's position He's been a hero today But in January They have to bring in Another goalkeeper If they can Because there's a long Old season To be negotiated From the 1st of January Until May And Joe Hart Undoubtedly Has a mistake in him Every time Celtic play I think I think all goalkeepers Have mistakes in them And the, the problem you have These days is that Goalkeepers Are not judged by The saves they make They're judged by How they link up the play How they start uh, the uh, You know the, the, the build up play You look at Manchester United Signing was it Oana 60 odd million Getting absolutely 
Pelters just now. Uh, Mary Epps, the, the, the England uh, ladies goalkeeper, get you know, player of the year and personality of the year had horrendous mistake um, for England, uh, you know, du- during the week. So, goalkeepers are in you know that spotlight all the time. If they make a mistake and an error, it's just whether it's repetitive mistakes are similar. And I think what John's saying is, is right. Joe had made a similar mistake last week to he did today. He's not commanding enough. Um, speaking about you know the positional play. I mean, I, I'd mentioned that the, you know the, the, the whether you get Greg Taylor on the wrong side. That's down to the manager, down to the coaching staff, and down to Joe Joe Hart himself. He can d- d- dictate that as well. If an experienced player, so he's had he's had a few errors in those situations. He does look a little bit uncomfortable, but he really had one key moment and that was in the 91st minute where he pulls off a wonder save which gained Celtic the opportunity to get the third goal and wrap up all three points so he made a mistake but his concentration levels in the dying seconds we never having a touch of the ball mm. goal and I don't even touch the ball in the second half were fantastic so give credit when it's due what a save it was in the last minute I, I disagree with John I love John he loves her aunt <laughs> I, I don't I don't think they get out of jail today, Gordon. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I look at the overall picture, yes, the first half wasn't very good. I think the changes in the second half, the bit of the spark, change of formation. Celtic totally dominated the second half of that football game. Totally dominated it. Um you know, Joe Hart, he's called upon to have a save, that's why he's there. He's had a good save and Celtic capitalise on it up the pitch and put the game to bed. But for me, when the first goal came, and I said it before even the second one, I said it's either zero today or it's two. Unfortunately, mm. I got it wrong, it was three. Uh, John, the previous Celtic fan, wanted everyone us to be a bit more positive. Um, doesn't think Celtic are getting the oh. credit they deserve, but you think it was out of jail today. Should you not be a bit more fulsome in your praise of your team? Aye, the players a great team in the second half. Aye, they played well, but as I say, it's... Uh, just a, I keep saying there's a lot of guys in the team who's not got it for Celtic but he's not got it he's not good enough Thank you very much to John a ringing endorsement there to finish us off we will go back and build up to the 3 o'clock games next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Call Robert Accident Repair Why call your insurance? Let Robert take away the hassle the fastest goals, the experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Jim Duffy, and Gordon DL are in the studio. We've got two games still to come. Celtic winning in Perth. We opened the phone lines early. We've said quite a bit about that game so far, and we'll continue to do so. We're going to hear from Brendan Rogers in the not too distant future. Probably Craig Levine. There will be your traditional open line, if you like. At five o'clock, but the truth is, it is open already. We are building up to kick off only 15 minutes away at Ibrooks and Roger Hanna. We mentioned earlier the psychology swinging. The Rangers fans now know that they simply have to make sure they don't lose any ground on Celtic today uh, in a home game against St. Mirren. Absolutely, and Philip Clement as well, Gordon, will know it will be unacceptable for any Rangers manager to have three games in a week and not win any of them when St Johnson took that lead just before half-time at Perth earlier on. Hugh was saying if it stayed 1-0 St Johnson, Brendan Rodgers could be dealing with a crisis off the back of a home draw with Motherwell, defeat to Lazio in European elimination and then a loss in Perth. Well, that didn't happen, but if Rangers were to go three games in a week without a win after those damaging draws to Aberdeen and Aris, then Philip Clement would be experiencing the toughest 
time of his um, of his young Rangers career. He looks as if he's going for it. Todd Cantwell starts. I can run you through his teams in a moment as well, but it looks as if it's just one holding midfielder, as we said, and a more attacking lineup for Rangers. An attacking lineup for St Mirren as well. We do expect goals here this afternoon. We expect excitement, and the vast, vast majority of the people inside this stadium will expect nothing short of three points for Rangers. They, they go with Jack Butler and goals are back for James Tavernier, the skipper, two centre-halves recalled, Conor Goldson and uh, Leon Balligan. It's in Borna Barris, it's your left back. A midfield three, Todd Cantwell does start with John Lundstrom and Tom Lawrence, and then Ross McCausland, the midweek goal hero with Cyril Dessels and Abdallah Sima on the bench, McCrory, Sterling and Suter, Davis, Ridvan and Sifuentes, Lammers, Matondo and Danilo. So Merlin of Zach Hemming and goal to the back three, Marcus Fraser, Alec Gogic and Richard Taylor. Across the middle, Ryan Flynn, Marco Hara, Kaelin Boyd, Munson, Scott Tanzer, and up top, Conor McMenamin, Jonah Ayunga and Greg Kelty on the bench are Minsky, Bolton and Dunn, Small, Bacchus and Jameson, Grieve, Mandron and Olusanya. Matthew McDermott is the referee and our VAR is John Beaton. Uh, what about Easter Road, Fraser Wisher? It feels like most teams in the Scottish Premiership are kind of hard to sum up their season so far um, one way or the other and, and maybe these two are, are good examples certainly good flashes bad flashes lots of bits in between um, but as we head into this really crucial busy festive schedule maybe a chance for both sides to try and put some sort of run together yeah I mean the Hibs have uh, had, actually had a decent run decent enough run but a lot of draws in there um, they did a they had the, the defeat against Aberdeen about four or five weeks ago in the semi-final at Hampden Park, but they played really well, totally dominated the game, getting get hit by the, the, the sucker punch. I think in general, Nick Montgomery coming in has been an improvement, but he'll obviously, new manager, his first window's coming up, he might want to bring in one or two players. He, he certainly played attacking football, Elian's on the bench today, but he's been there with, uh, with the likes of Venta and Boyle and Jai Tavares as well, so there's plenty of attacking options for, for, for them. But from an Aberdeen perspective... It's really disappointing just looking at the table although they do have a couple of games in hand over the teams around them but to be sitting at 13 points from 12 games I think it just isn't good enough when you look at their squad you know good squad of players said earlier about the, the attacking options you know midfield Shinny sits but you get Clarkson and McGrath supporting Sockler and uh, and Mioski you get Duke on the bench Nicky Devlin's not a a, a defender who, who who doesn't enjoy attacking he gets involved all the time as well so really strange but uh, Barry Robson's been backed to the hilt you know, the three big centre-backs as well come in, transfer fees, good salaries as well. So I think Aberdeen fans are rightly going to expect now, right, OK, Europe's pretty much over, one more game to play, but they're going to be out. Key period now for them in, in terms of in terms of the league and also the next round of the Cup as well, where I'm sure Aberdeen will want to be to be, to be, to be competing. They've got a League Cup final coming up in a couple of weeks, so it could all turn within the next few weeks for, for, for both teams. Yeah, I mean, all the way City rivalry works, we dine out on it in this city in particular, but obviously... Hibs will be looking at their city rivals as well. That plays such a part in what's considered a good or a bad season, doesn't it? If they can finish above uh, the other one, 18 points for Hibs at the moment. Um, Hearts there on 23, so they'll be mindful of trying to keep up with Stephen Naismith's side as well. Yeah, absolutely. That was at the game, the final game of the season last last May, and uh, Tyne Castle ended up 0-0, but a win for Hibs was a taking them above Hearts, and it was a fantastic atmosphere. So great rivalry there, but I, I went today assuming that St Myrne won't get anything at Ibrox, just takes them a point behind St Myrne and a couple of points behind Hearts. So for a team that's not really had a good season so far, lost a manager, has you know, heavy defeats in Europe as well, poor results in Europe in the, in the qualification against the team from Andorra as well, might be not a bad place to be towards the end of, of, of this month as well, just on the tail or right up beside Hearts and, and St Myrne in that challenge for, for third place. I think you'll look for a couple of players in Hibernian. I do think that Montgomery has, has made a change to the formation. He's playing a very simple 4-4-2. 
but it's at the back he, he won a, one or two defenders in it I think as well he's constantly chopping and changing from Paul Hanlon to, to Rocky Bashiri beside Will Fish the full backs change a lot as well so clearly he's not happy with that side of things and that might be something to look to address when we get a couple of players in in, in, in January but uh, all in all I think Hibs are, are a good team to watch conditions are perfect here Gordon the ground's filling up decent Aberdeen away support there's always something happening in this game on and off the pitch so looking forward to this one yeah, uh, and I think Hibs will win that game. Um, uh, Nick Montgomery is having a good start to his managerial career. He's now got a couple of wins under his belt, back to back after three draws. Uh, I just think there's a, a lot about Hibs to be uh, pleased about. I just wonder, as always, how much did that trip to Helsinki take out of Aberdeen in very, very trying conditions there? So, for me, it's a Hibs win. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the sitting in the fence for that one today. I think it'll be a draw. I think uh, Aberdeen had a fantastic um, result. You know, obviously it didn't matter that much. Got a fantastic goal as well. And McDonald and again on the bench <laughs> uh, after scoring the goal. I think the two goal scorers are on the bench mm-hmm. today. Uh, Duke and McDonald. But I, I think Aberdeen, just in terms of the way they play and the shape they play, I think um, although Hibs dominated the the, the semi final, Aberdeen nicked nicked the win, and I, I think it'll be a, a draw today. Um, but I do think there'll be goals. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Fraser will be starved the goals. I'm, I'm going for two two today at Easter Road. Um, I'm going with Hugh in this one, um, and I'm going with Jim as well. I agree there will be goals because if you look at them so far, they're evenly matched. Twenty one goals conceded. Uh, Hibs have scored five more They're at home Aberdeen Obviously playing midweek in Europe I just think the Hibs are playing with a little bit more uh, Confidence So home advantage for me I'm going with Hugh Keevans with a Hibs win mm, Kick off getting ever closer Roger Hanna your game at Ibrox Some interesting quotes from um, Philippe Clement appearing I think in Rangers own In-house media I mean it's fairly obvious that this is going to happen But just feel like he's deliberately advertising the case after midweek saying that Tom Lawrence will play a bit lower because Tom, Todd Cantwell will play in the number 10 position just in case there was any doubt well that is interesting that Cantwell is going to play in what is really his preferred position if you like I think he likes to, to be central to everything rather than tied to one of the flanks as he was for those 35 minutes he was on on Thursday evening Tom Lawrence in a deeper role will be interesting to see that's a role that Jose Sifuentes of course has been filling in the last few games with Ian Jack and Nicholas Raskin still in the treatment table so Lawrence Deeper I think will be an interesting proposition not really what you would expect Tom Lawrence to be deployed but Rangers with McCausland one side Seema the other side and of course Daz's pal Cyril Dessers through the middle um, Cantwell will need to get close to him Cantwell will need to help him and Cantwell will need to create for him this afternoon There's some Scottish football cliches you just can't move away from because they're so relevant Roger but you know that notion of St Mirren trying to frustrate trying to, to kind of hang in it don't concede early all that sort of stuff it, we keep mentioning it because it's, it's it's just so true isn't it well it is true and I'm sure the last words from Stephen Robinson will be keep it tight for 20 minutes but if you look at his formation it is reasonably offensive I think you know, Conor McMenamin who was playing as a right wing back last week he's been pushed further on Greg Kilty will be trying to get close to to Jonah Younger as well and St Mirren fancy them so they, they should they finished in the top 6 last season for the first time in I think it was something like 38 years and they're, they're sitting fourth hearts went above them yesterday but they've been third most of the season they're still in the top four there's confidence and belief about Stephen Robinson's team so yes they will try and keep it tight early on but they'll try and play a bit when they're here 
Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of focus on a number of, of areas. I wonder how big a day this is for Cyril Dessers as well, given another chance to lead the line. He had a few at the start of the season. Uh, they obviously have dried up of late. Well, they have, and I think, as the boys said, you know, Rangers needed a goal at Petrodri last Sunday. Rangers needed a goal against Aris on Thursday night, and Cyril Dessers wasn't thrown into the search for those goals, and you, you just wonder at times what the future might hold. Noticeable to get day again, no Kamar Roof in the match day squad. Um, Danilo was probably due arrest, so as Cyril Dessers up top, um, Will does repeat his bet that if Dessers scores, he makes the coffee for the boys in the studio. It's true, I forgot about that. You try, you've, I heard you claiming to Mark Wilson yesterday that your um, that your month is over. That's yeah. you. You've you've done your time. I think I saw you make about two cups of coffee in that entire month. But there we go. Uh, yeah, well, Matt doesn't drink a lot. But Cereal Dessers to get I'm in amongst the goals look, today. He's, he's he's not excited, mate. I've got to be honest with you. As a number nine, and you play with Rangers, it's all about put, find the back in it, um, and. I watched him against Livingston first half, and I thought he I thought he played particularly well that day. I thought, scored, I, yeah, he scored, and he worked hard for the team. It's a big afternoon for him. He's got an opportunity. Danilo obviously sitting on the bench, but I'm still a bit convinced. I don't fancy him for a goal today. Well, that big <laughs> opportunity is next because kick off at Ibrooks and Easter Road is after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Call Robert Accident Repair. Run a fleet of vehicles, let Robert manage them whenever the accident. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kick off about now at Ibrooks and Easter Road. We've already had one game done and dusted. It was a 3 1 victory for Celtic in Perth, which means they have stretched their lead at the top to 11. And Rangers need to try and respond. I can't. You actually did there or thereabouts on your predictions today in, in Perth. There or thereabouts. I was one hundred percent correct. Bang on, so you yeah. were incredible. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, we need to make a big deal of that because you get enough <laughs> stick when you get them wrong, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. often. But bang on, scoreline and everything today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go on then. Try and make it a double. What's happening at Rangers against St Mirren? Three nothing Rangers. Wow, three nil. Hold on. Uh, wait, oh, go, you're go getting on, to go, go first this time. Go on, sorry, you go. You okay, go, I'll go 3-0 Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go two-one Rangers. And Easter I'll Road. I'll go 2-0 Easter Road. Two-one Hibs. There we go. We will find out. We are underway. Mm. Stay tuned. We're going to give you all the action uh, from Ibrox and Easter Road. The phone lines are open. We did it early, so Celtic fans, if you want to have your say. On the game in Perth Do so now 01419511025 And Rangers fans I suppose If you'd rather shout at the TV uh, Shout at us sorry Than shout at the TV Pick up that phone um, Anything else that's out there I suppose you're more than welcome The Euro draw We didn't really get the chance To reflect fully on that yesterday Because it was so late in the day But we could do that As the afternoon progresses And You won't want to miss Brendan Rogers. We have an interview with him He was not happy with the first half performance You're going to want to hear it So we will bring it to you in the not too distant future But for now, focus Gordon clearly At Ibrooks. Philippe Clement is unbeaten as Rangers manager mm -hmm. But we all know the expectation levels at Rangers And Celtic for that matter And it doesn't feel that way this week Because obviously losing points at Pataudry Is not ideal in the eyes of the Rangers fans uh, and then to follow up with the disappointment against Aris Limassol It adds that extra something to today, doesn't it? Well, when you come in and everything's rosy in the garden And everybody takes to you as a new manager And sings your praises 
And then all of a sudden, you know, when they're a manager of Rangers a week, you go up to Pataudry. I, I mean, I'll keep going back to it. I thought they were very unfortunate not to go all three points. Thursday night, I thought they were in patches very poor. He made the substitution very early and to give him his credit McCausland repaid him with that substitution thought he was a bright spark got his goal but they missed as Hugh said right, quite rightly said told me show they missed a trick a great a great opportunity to put themselves in a terrific position but it's still in their hands they've got to respond this afternoon I think they will I think they'll win this game um, but as a new manager, sometimes you've just got to realise what like it is to manage a club the size of Rangers, and I'm sure this week he's certainly looked at that. Yeah, I just think that, um, you know, we were talking earlier on, and we kind of have a wee bit of a joke about um, predictions, uh, Gordon, or suggestions, should we say. We, you know, I, I was suggesting that there's a possibility of taking Callum McGregor off in the Celtic game, and the manager leaves him on, scores, and gets a man in a match. Uh, we were looking at the Rangers uh, line up today. We did suggest during the week there, and particularly on Friday, I think myself and Hugh, that Todd Cantmill's got the manager got a decision. Does he does he play him in his preferred position? Uh, does he have a chat with him and then play Lawrence alongside him? And he's done that today. So sometimes we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong. But managers are judged by the end result and the end product. And uh, Brendan Rodgers got it right today. Can Philip Clement get it right against it, man? He's he's again brought Dessers in. He's put Cantmill in his prepared preferred position he's went me a very adventurous side can they come up with the quality to, to outwit this uh, a, a very strong St Mirren side I'm sure he knows Hugh but uh, you know if anyone needs to remind him three games without a win in this city is just yeah. unthinkable that's just that's the sort of standards we tend to set well I mean the, 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 the greatest of them all at Rangers Walter Smith always said that any Rangers manager is three games away from a crisis uh, and he knew what he was talking about and knew more about the club than anybody else so uh, there's an accumulation of pressure it started at Pataudry they may have played well may have deserved to win the match but the fact is they were a penalty kick away from losing it then Aris Limassol to fail to beat them at Ibrooks for me is borderline comical uh, you ought to have so much more about you than they have so the accumulation of pressure is there and if he doesn't get a win over St Mirren it'll kick in All Rangers in the opening stages though Dessers header from a tavernier corner is held by Zach Hemming so first chance comes from the set piece with about five minutes or so on the clock Serial Dessers much maligned already it got up quite well um, directed it goalward Zach Hemming uh, able to make the save in that one No goals yet to tell you about At Easter Road um, Do you know what's remarkable actually Roger Hanna was telling me What are the chances It just shows you the influence right That this show has Do you remember last week When we dug out the old magazine yeah. And we found your top 10 songs yeah. Do you know Rangers played your top Your 10th favourite song <laughs> Over the tannoy As the teams were walking out today Do you know so it's, in, it's incredible The people that listen to the show I thank them very much That's very good I wonder who I'll play my just, number one tune You'd appreciate it more 40 years later Than you were then Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just incredible that, that song choice has just made it in there <laughs> Good on right, you One of them was simply the best though so That's, that's what I'm saying That's what I'm saying Come on stuff, keep up No I know that's what I'm saying that, that you, you have to make sure that it's the right song That's what I mean Well listen last time you two were together We had the Justin mm. Beaver episode mm -hmm. So I think I'd rather not go down yeah, that route Yeah correct Again let's steer you away from music 
if we can. You got the Christmas tunes on yet? Do you do that? No, not at all. No, there's no Christmas tree. There's no chance of getting a Christmas song. When you're in the car, stick the music on. Surely not. Look, I'm all for the spirit of Christmas, but I don't do it in my house. No, I don't do it in the house. I just I refuse. Fine then. What about the car? Get the music on. No, I like more music. <laughs> you know, I like the bit of Nathan, Tina. Big Bus, and all that. Tina, Tina yeah. bit of Tina, Joan. Ah, listen, everybody think you're their own. I like J- uh, the Cinnamon Man. What'd you call him? <laughs> Gary Cinnamon. You go to Jerry Cinnamon. Jerry Cinnamon. Cinnamon. I'm you quite like li- Jerry Cinnamon. I'm quite okay. like any of him. About Jerry, yeah, I'll quite like him. Oh my! Well, what did you make of your pal? Did you see Mark Wilson live on Sky Sports today? That's why he's he's not with us. Did you see him? Oh, he'll obviously pay the big money on Sky. TV. I'll tell you why he, he looked, was at the Celtic game. He looked a bit chilly, didn't he? He'd been up. He says to me, "I need to be up there for about nine o'clock." I was minus three at that time. Um, yeah, he looked a bit. He's usually red in the face, but he particularly looked a lot worse this afternoon. He'll just about have thawed out by oh. Thursday, I think, when he comes to rejoin not as, you. Uh, not as red in the face as Brendan Rodgers obviously felt uh, at half time. Yeah, he was pretty angry. I'm going to play that interview in the not too distant future, but it's early stages in the game, so let's let them settle in. St. Mirren's starting to at least get up the pitch a bit more, Jim. You always need that. We, we referenced it earlier, actually, in the. The game at McDermott Park Your priority might be To frustrate And to defend But at some point You just need to get out of there And take the pressure off Yeah I think that When you know that a team Has had a little bit of stick During the week As Rangers did get And uh, if you can manage To quieten the crowd And we see it all the time In the first period of the game then you know the the, the the players might get a little bit nervy and uh, you know might rush things and so therefore your game plan is initially to make it as difficult as you can slow the game down take the sting out of the game but if you can put a bit of pressure on them and St Man have done that you know you're looking at their team Rogers given as a team you know the, they, they have got forward players like, like Kilty and that in the supporting roles they do get crosses into the box they get the ball forward and they support it so I don't see St Man just Part in the bus here. I think that they will um, take the game to Rangers when they get the opportunity. Um, that, that should help Rangers in some aspect because there's a wee bit more space. They're not someone, you know, they're not just getting everybody camped. Um, but so far, yeah, it's been quite an open game and St. Martin, as we expect, are, are contributing to that. Did you wear the winter shoes today? I did. The, the adoring public want to know. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe mm-hmm. the response on my Instagram story <laughs> yesterday to you. And your high tech trainers, yeah, honestly, had them on tape. But there was a real air high tech squash. I know I, squash. I, I, there was a real air of like investigative work being done though by the people on Instagram because yeah. they were giving me real feedback. Like mm, I think they were, I think they were bought in ninety five. Some were saying <laughs> late eighties at the latest. Mm-hmm. There was a shout from um, who was it that sent me the message? David saying that they looked like his mother's curling shoes from <laughs> the eighties. Um, but lots of people trying to get to the bottom of this mystery as to just exactly how long you've had them. You see, I've done a Brendan Rogers. I've gone retro. You know, <laughs> Brendan's got James Forrest <laughs> and Mikey Johnson, <laughs> and I've got high tech squash. Yeah. So and still- uh, also, I brought in my Clyde yeah. One Super Scoreboard fleece. Have you oh, seen it? He's, he's found it. He's found I'm, it. I didn't know such a thing existed. It looked cozy. I've got to yeah. say. It also looked brand new. And how, how it's got to be at least twenty five oh, years old. At yeah, least. yeah, but uh, you know, probably thirty years old. I, I I'll I'm tell you how old it is. It doesn't say Clyde one on it. Oh, it just says Clyde. Yeah, there you go. Clyde mm-hmm. Super Scoreboard. So, yeah, read into that what you will. Read Clyde see, two six one. It's I am in the pristine of, condition. I am the type of person, Jim. I have one drawer for mm. black socks and another drawer for <laughs> socks of another colour. Are you a hoarder? 
Yeah, I think the high techs and the fleece would vouch well, that, for that. that, that yeah, that is true. But maybe the environmentalists. It's good for the environment. You're not throwing away um, stuff. You're not. You're not making yeah. things. Into the, into you're, the, you're not a hoarder. You bind all your medals by accident. <laughs> Chucked them in the dump. Well, I bind them in uh, the bed. First. That was an accident. Apart from that, would you consider yourself a hoarder? Um, no, I have my moments. I just go, just go crazy. Yeah, just clear yeah, it all yeah. out. Everything goes, mm. and then. Two days later, I looked for that item that <laughs> I threw out. See, where, where was that? Where was that? Uh, exactly. I'm, I'm sure I've still got that. You see, the yeah. Dazzler for me, Dazzler strikes me as, although he is the age he is, he strikes me as a guy who likes to get down with the boys in the hood. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> That's a phrase you do not want. You keep it I, I, and I am the quite happy. In the hood. I am quite happy to be an old codger. I like to get out there with my my, my, my new trainers. Yeah, see, and my I, I'm not saying it's a bad so you throw thing. Throw out all the old stuff. I um, throw. Yeah, I I'm, I'm a thrower outer. I must admit, yeah. as soon as you can, in the bin, move on. Um, Dessers <laughs> has headed wide at the near post as well. So he's had a couple of sniffs early on, but nothing you could to have cause said that any weekend since August. <laughs> he's not been playing, so it's been tough. But it's um, certainly been a bit of involvement in an attacking sense. It'll be interesting to see what this Rangers midfield. I was going to say what it looks like. We know what it looks like. I mean, how it operates, Jim, because it's supposed to be Todd Cantwell in the number 10, Todd mm. Lawrence a bit deeper. Funnily enough, just as I looked up, mm. Todd Cantwell was out on the right-hand side where he's... Um, well, he's got a free this. role, basically. It's a 4-2-3-1. You know I mean? They've got Lawrence and Lundstrom as the two, and then the three, obviously, with McCausland, and Seema and, uh, and Cantwell. So he's got he's got a free role um, to, to go and get himself involved in the game, find space try and drag the St Myrne players out towards them and Dessers should then look to exploit the space in behind but I should have know, said it wasn't actually a header it was just a, a, a kind of flick of volley yeah. if you like at the near post yeah, it was a good effort it was a, good it was a decent run wasn't it and yeah. a decent ball for Tavernier as you would expect and uh, uh, the, the run you want your striker to meet across the face of the defenders just didn't get enough purchase on it and it went into the near post but it's been it's, it's not been all Rangers it's been you know Predominantly Rangers But Munder certainly involved in the game Yeah Aberdeen having a, a good spell Plenty of ball in the Hibs half Socklers had a, a shot that hit Will Fish And then went wide um, So I'm sure Barry Robson will be Hoping to try and build on that early on Yeah I think Watching Hibs and seeing them live a few times this season I, I totally agree with, with Fraser at Easter Road I think that the new manager has to get defenders in in January uh, chops and chains uh, Hanlon who's very experienced player is he still a captain Paul Hanlon there? club captain club captain um, you know he's in and out fish I think there's always a mistake in him um, so I think he needs some good quality defenders middle to front I think they're decent I think they'll get good pace I think they can score goals I think they can hurt you but they always give you goals Hibs I think Aberdeen you, know, you don't realise Aberdeen are still third bottom you know thir yeah. 13 points so you know I, I think that Aberdeen have to try and find some sort of consistency mm. um, they've got Mayofsky who's a really good player Duke seems a good player they seem to have goals in their team but for one reason or another they just haven't found that consistency well, that's how, how good is Mayofsky? and I'm genuine that wasn't like a how good is no. Mayofsky how yeah. good is Miofsky? How highly do you rate him? Um, I think he's been terrific for Aberdeen, I've got to say. Well, it was the big question with him and Duke, who was going to be the first. Duke hardly gets a, a look in now. He's, he's doing a lot of his work coming off the, the bench. But Miofsky 
I, th- I think he showed with the quality's finish against Rangers at Petardry. Yeah. I think he's got an eye for goal. I think he can lead the line. Better players round about him, better service. I think he could give you a good return. In terms of our division, he's a very good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would remain to be seen how he would cut it in a bigger league. Uh, but as the Dazzler said, you know the the finish at Petardry last Sunday was indicative of what he's capable of. Well, he's an international player. I mean, yep. obviously played against England there. It was that controversial, um, you know, penalty um, with Lewis. But he's, he's he's a player that certainly leads a line very very well. I think he needs a partner. I actually think he enjoys playing with Duke. I'm mm. surprised he doesn't because uh, Duke is quick and lively and busy and stretches defenders. But Barry Robinson's went with a more physical approach there, and um, you know, with a three-five-two. But no, he's a he's a decent player, as, as as Gordon mentioned there. The finish against Rangers was an exceptional finish. Very Some, calm, composed. A fun game we sometimes play is because we know mm-hmm. how skewed our, our league is. Naturally, mm-hmm. the best player in the league tends to come from well, Celtic mm-hmm. mostly. You can at times make a case for certain mm-hmm. Rangers players. Um, is Miovsky the best player outside of Glasgow or is Lauren Shankland that mm, man right. or is Martin Boyle still mm. up there who do you think no, it would be currently Boyle would be number Shankland he wouldn't be in my top five yeah. I think over the years what? he has been but probably oh, yeah. not now I'd yeah. like to come back to you in a couple of months and see okay. how Tavares was doing mm. because it yeah. looks to me looks to me that there's a player in there yeah. So you need to have some couple of months. Yeah, yeah I'm with Shankman at the moment because I think he's of he, his his overall, you know, um goals and also his his development as a player and a captain. I mean, I had Lauren Shankman as a young player. I, I didn't see him as a kind of captain type, but all credit to him, he's he's grown as a person, um, as a player, um, international player now. And I just think that uh, out, yeah, outside the the, the big guns in Glasgow I think Lauren Shackman has to be has to be somebody you would think uh, Rick, one of the best players well it's Miofsky's um, teammate Richard Jensen's had an effort saved by the legs of David Marshall so a chance for Aberdeen it doesn't fall to Miofsky it goes a begging and it is still goalless there in that one um, yes and I think we should I think we should give out an award like that <laughs> the Clyde one super scoreboard best player outside of Glasgow come the end of a season yeah mm. I'm, I'm it's like betting without the favourite I'm going exactly. to, yeah, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Jim. I I like. Shaman. No, it's not Jim. Jim's passed it. He was good <laughs> yeah. in his day, but it's, it's not Jim anymore. No, I, oh, I was good in his day. Uh, but I'm I'm shang. Do you know who? Oh, I, hold on. Oh. Actually, we've got one of these. Goal flashes with M and D Green Pharmacy. It's a goal for Hibs, and it's Dylan Venter. Speaking of strikers, and he was signed for a lot of money by Scottish standards. He has found. The back of the net It was just a David Marshall kick And missed by the Aberdeen defence Dylan Venter took advantage Boyle through Passed to Venter And into the back of the net It goes a tap in The type that you would have loved Gordon Dale And Hibbs lead Aberdeen By one goal to nil Yeah good start for Hibbs uh, At home on the front foot I know Aberdeen come out And you know they, they started brightly But I just If Hibbs can keep The back door shut I think from middle to front They've got players that can hurt you. They've got yeah. players that can score goals. There'll be a big crowd inside Easter Road. I'm very impressed with their attendances, let me tell you. So, so far, Hugh and I are having a good no, afternoon. They're America. checking it for offside, of <laughs> oh, course. I don't see Dylan Venti cost him £700,000. You know, by the standards of those out with Celtic and Rangers, that's good money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're entitled to look for a return. Uh, on their investment, um, but he's part of uh, a Hibs side 
yeah, in the final third of the pitch there a, a lot of players who can hurt you uh, and all given why, by the way yeah that's why I fancy them strongly this afternoon and when you're an Aberdeen player and you've been to Helsinki and the snow and the tractors and all the malarkey that went on midweek it now becomes a, a test of your resolve but they should get character there Hugh you've got to give them credit we watched the the opening. In fact, we watched the game uh, before we went on um, Super Scoreboard on Thursday. And at one point, I thought Aberdeen are going to get absolutely spanked here. They were all over the place, two 0 down. Didn't look like there was a goal in them. And all credit to them, they made changes. Second half performance was good. So. Don't write them off yet, but shot, I still fancy him. Shot in the box for Todd Cantwell, but he's sort of off balance, so he doesn't get enough purchase on the shot in the end. Did he not demand that they give him another shot? <laughs> he's got his shot from the start today, of course, in his preferred position. John Lundstrom anchoring that midfield on his own. The single pivot, as they called it in your day, Gordon. Or is that a modern I've never, phenomenon? I've never heard that no. in my life. No. Just go. a certain midfielder. Certain midfield player, yeah. But a lot, a lot of times, like Man City do it, didn't they? Rodri just sitting mm-hmm. there, you know what I mean? It's one of those ones where a lot of times, um, you know, players will just sit there and dictate yeah. the play. I noticed a stat earlier, um, entirely unsurprising, that the player with the highest pass completion mm-hmm. in the English Premier League is Rodri. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. no shock. Number two on the list, Billy Gilmore. In the entirety of the English Premier League. Well, he's playing at the biggest the club Seagulls. in England. So <laughs> Did they win today? Yeah. They're, they're playing Chelsea today, but yeah, I think four o'clock. No, no, they were losing. Um, but Chelsea went down to ten men. It's been a while since I checked. Right enough, I must say. So big um, teams would play at half past four here. <laughs> yeah, so we're just about the hour mark. Two one down. I'm afraid to tell you, but Chelsea down to ten. I'm sure. Blues v the white at half past four. Is it? It was Conor Gallagher for a foul on Billy Gilmore. Yep. Uh, Lundstrom has a go from distance as well This one goes wide So Rangers having a, a go Nothing is not a prolific attacking display yet mm. There's nothing really um, earth shattering to bring you It is still Rangers nil, St Mirren nil. Uh, you know, I know what the boys are saying about St Mirren have the goal uh, I don't think St Mirren will be up the part really uh, It's been mostly Rangers um, They've been chapping at the door But St Mirren the guys will tell you one thing about the manager he's got them well disciplined well well drilled they know what their jobs are they'll make mm. it difficult but so far Rangers are dominating the game ok Rangers nil, St Mirren nil. Hibs 1 Aberdeen nil. don't forget on a Sunday like this we often open the phone lines early which we have done so 01419511025 these are the thoughts of Brendan Rogers after the game in Perth particularly the first half yeah, I'm still angry, if I'm honest. The first half was nowhere near what you expect from a Celtic player and team. Just level of intensity and ambition in the game and speed and absolutely nowhere near it. Got bullied for the goal and we're soft in everything with and without the ball. Halftime is the angriest I've ever been as a manager. People who have been around me will know me that I'm very, normally very calm and so it's nothing tactical. This was a bit the desire and what it takes to, to play for this club. And thankfully, second half, the, the players were brilliant. Callum McGregor was outstanding second half. And then I got more the energy and the ambition that I want. Uh, Hugh, strong words? Yeah, uh, again, being very truthful and laying it out in front of the Celtic supporters. Uh, the, the, the worrying thing is he's saying it's not tactical, therefore 
It's not about me It's about them And they lacked the intensity And the ambition required To play for Celtic That's a damning indictment Of those who were on the park In the first half And it's also a warning To the people who can't even get a game In that team That lacks ambition and intensity That you've all got to step up because what I'm looking at is not good enough. I think those are very strong words from Brendan Rodgers. And the supporters should sit up and pay attention as well. Because, I mean, the first caller today banging on about narratives and comparing everything to Rangers. Just stop and look at your own team. And Brendan Rodgers stopped and looked at his own team today. And he found it not to his liking. Yeah, I, mean, I must admit I really liked the fact that Brendan Rodgers came out with that um, statement after the game you know he was saying that you know what it means to him as a, as a Celtic manager and what it should mean to his players and yet there are times yet we know that he made a substitution right on half time and then later on in the game he changed the shape but at half time as he said it's about showing desire character we mentioned that uh, Gordon in here um, that, that you know there's different qualities required to be a footballer and uh, the first thing you have to do is, is have that desire and that uh, strength of character and, and, and what it means. He's got to hurt, uh, whereas Celtic didn't look as if it mattered enough in the first half. But they did transform in the second half and all credit to them, whether it was from the manager's um, you know, unhappiness and uh, reaction to half time, or whether they realise themselves, or a combination, and that's part of the reason why. I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying somebody like Callum maybe left on the pitch because he's one of the guys that knows what it means. He's been there, he's done it so many times, and he maybe drives the players on. Well, speaking of Callum McGregor, I think that's someone that Daryl from Barhead wanted to discuss. Daryl, how we doing, Baron? How we doing, Chuck? Um, I'd just like to discuss. I think. I think he's our, um, the way he's are going on is if Celtic are in absolute turmoil. Uh, we've went away and, yes, we've not been great, but we've won another game. It seems as if Celtic are in absolute panic mode, the way that you are going on. I think it's actually embarrassing. Mm. It, I mean, Brendan Rodgers just was pretty scathing there about the first half performance, so he, wasn't he? Yeah, that, that, that's completely fine that Rodgers is angry, and he's rightfully... Rightfully so disappointed But the way that this panel's going on So it sounded more than disappointed The way you know Like the angriest he's ever been as a manager That's more than just disappointment isn't it Fine but he end up gets He gets the three points So I'm sure he's not saying that At the end of the game Do you know what I mean What well, was at the end of the game He's coming from a half time Yep that's fine But At the end of the day We've got the three points And At the end of the day Like we are still So many points clear mm-hmm. So I, I'm not too worried about the way, But the way you're going on Is if Celtic are in turmoil I think it's actually embarrassing mm. But what, what do you mean He won't be saying that At the end of the game It was at the end of the game That he said it He said that At half time He was the angriest he ever was Yes I understand that However I'm sure at the end of the day In the in the changing room He's quite happy That we're leaving with three points No no You can rest assured Darrell That none of us are feeling <laughs> Embarrassment First of all uh, We're here Couldn't to mark you With a blowtorch As the phrase goes We are here to pass comment and uh, you fall under the category of Celtic apologist. You know, whatever happens at the club, Celtic is right, even when they're wrong. And uh, the the players uh, at the moment, you're being told by your manager, they lack ambition at times, they lack intensity. And he looks at the bench and thinks, there's no point in bringing any of them on. Uh, the, well, that's the, not the case, though, well, is it? No, but the Mickey Paul, Johnson I'm talking about the Paolo Bernardos, the Toms. Uh, you know, the, I, I always remember a, a story that my... 
old friend Jim Craig, a Lisbon Lion, told me when Jock Steams the Celtic manager, and he's g- given the team what for at half time, and Jim wasn't playing that day. And he thought, ooh, I'm glad it's not me. And he turned to Jim Craig and said, you must be some player if you can't get a game in this team. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that Brendan Rodgers was saying to those players today. Uh, so, you know, they, people at Darrell have to be careful. They've got five more league games before they get to Rangers. They've got Hibs midweek at Celtic Park. They've got Kilmarnock away next Sunday, where they've already lost in a cup tie this season. So, you know... There's a danger You think that There's hysteria On our part Darrell There's a, a danger Of complacency Among supporters Who Absolutely Refuse To look at the team Objectively Well Darrell is right though I mean it ended well And it was a good win In the end And a very good performance What pleased you most About the response Darrell? Well Shug I think that's quite A strange Position to take The fact that I, The fact that I'm an apologist Listen, I followed this team home and away and I'm first to criticise, but the way that you jump on the team when we have came away an hour again with three points, like I just don't understand the criticism that's coming in for. Uh, I understand it's not been the greatest performances, but we're still winning in the league. Yes, last week. And I will not apologise for backing a winning team. What I am saying is that you're complacent. You're You're failing to see... But the team have slipped. Uh, the Motherwell result was a shocker. Uh, but for Joe Hart today, it was going to be 2-2. And you can Joe always Hart, say that, though. I mean, that's what he's there for. Celtic deserved yeah, to win in the end, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I know. But as we said, as we agreed in play, fine margins. And they might have scored two tremendous goals up until the save from Joe Hart. But Joe Hart had to pull them out of the fire. Yeah, I know, but that's just the timing of it. Because what you don't do then is you don't allow for the good saves that Mitov made. You know, it's just the timing of it. You, you're right in isolation that, that that's what happens there. But to sort of, it does sound a bit like you're offering that as if, you know, Celtic almost didn't deserve to win it at that no, point. No, no, they, or, or, or they, you know, do you know what I mean by that? Because we're not mentioning Mitov's saves. The only thing Dan was saying that, uh, you know, in the programme, I, th- I don't think we see they're different. I mean, maybe it may be wrong, but I don't think we see they're different from what Dan was saying. With the first half, and Brendan Rodgers was poor. In the second half, we thought Celtic played really well and deserved to win. I, I, I'm sure we all said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celtic and scored fantastic goals. So oh, we, goals uh, were good, weren't they? If we talk about just the game in isolation, I don't think mm. I don't think we said any different from what Darrell seen and what Brendan Rodgers said. We showed it. We said they had showed great character, great desire, change of tempo, change of shape. We've done we plenty of praise, um, you know, for for Celtic in the second ever and in most of the game. But the first half was like Luster, the manager. <laughs> you know, just didn't allude to it. Mm. Was absolutely furious about that, and uh, we're, we're you know we, we said that. So I don't I don't think there was really that much different from what Daryl himself thought. What was the difference after the break, Daryl? Yeah, well, listen, when O comes on, it's a different game. I think James Duffy makes a great point, and he's been very fair on how we've, how it's been. I think when O comes on, it does change the game. And the goals that we score are brilliant. Obviously, Joe Hart does make a great save, but you know what? That's why we're. That's why he's a, been a top goalie. Oh, he's not been great for us. I, I'm not his biggest fan, but you know what? He's he's made that save. But I think for for Shug to say that, oh, if it's not for a Joe Hart save that we're two each, I think that's very unfair. That's just my opinion. Yeah, well, I think that's fair. I mean, because we said that you have covered that. Mitov made a lot of good saves as well, so. 
We'll ground in circles on that all day I don't do think that does anyone any do benefit Daryl called me Shug And calls Jim Duffy James Pretty right That's because that, familiarity that, that's that's that. No Shug's a good nickname though no, it's not, no 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 You can't You can't be selective about this <laughs> you, dis, you dislike it when people call you Keevans yeah. We can't add Shug to that Shug is, in, is a term of endearment You see the narrative is <laughs> that Shug is somehow demeaning me a little Nah Shug's yeah, a term of, of endearment Daryl it means you love him really doesn't it Take a chill Sort of Daryl Listen I've always just seen him as Shug I don't know why it's interesting Exactly <laughs> we're, over, we're now over analysing never seen Daryl um, she, she were a sort of Agree and a disagree a wee bit with Daryl On the fact that I thought oh I'm, a, I'm quite a fan of Vo I still think there's a bit to come I thought he did make a difference. I liked the fact that Mikey Johnston came on and gave Celtic yep. at half time just that little look, he wasn't absolute, but he gave them a spark. He gave them a. I thought the pace lifted with them. They got the ball out to him. But let's be honest. The, the, bar, the bar was about an inch off the ground at that I point. I know, you, but. but oh, now, now I'm with Daryl. You're now finding fault in everything. <laughs> Do, say something positive. Go on. Make Daryl happy this Coming festive period Christmas. Matt O'Reilly's goal was unbelievable It was um, It's interesting because Brendan Rodgers was saying In the comments we heard there You know He said you know, it, it wasn't tactical It was about you know intensity or mm. desire Whatever words he used But obviously it was a tactical element If we were talking about substitutions mm. Personnel changes And Kyogo yeah. operating in a different area It's not like the same players just had to go out and Try harder no, But the tactics only work If the attitude changes yeah, If sure, the mentality changes sure, But like I said It's not just about yeah. Trying harder But, but you they, could they, try the tactics Gordon But the, the, the fact is What Brendan Rodgers was saying Yeah okay He's, he's not going to overanalyze it But you could have changed the tactics If, if the Celtic Had the same approach to, Even with the tactics It wouldn't have worked So they needed a different approach Which they did have And the tactics And uh, you know Ultimately the quality because it comes down to quality at the, the, end of, the end of it. Celtic's quality was far in excess of St. Johnson's. You look at the goals, all three goals were of absolute top quality. St. Johnson, for all the organisation, discipline, hard work, effort, all that stuff, don't have any of that quality in the ranks in any part of the pitch. I mm-hmm. think if you hear Brendan Rodgers, he uses the word, mm-hmm. in the last two or three times I've listened to him, speed, speedy mm-hmm. play. Aye. I thought first half they didn't have that second half tactics Jim's right you still need that mentality to go out and say okay he's tweaked the tactics but we've still got to lift the pace of the game we've got to move the ball quicker we've got to be on our toes because first half there was a lot of slack balls giving the ball away it was very casual and Brendan Rodgers 100% right they get bullied for the goal let's not be kidded but I thought Celtic and I said it uh, after the game I know they didn't play particularly well first half, but I thought they bossed that game and deserved. That's always going to be a hard game against ten men behind the ball, mm. well disciplined. What, what about the goal that was lost, Daryl? Is it as simple to pin that on Joe Hart? Is there anyone else that needs to take their share? Uh, Joe Hart's got to do better. hundred percent, he's got to do better. I'm not going to argue that fact, but he makes up for it later on. And you know what? We're going up the road with three points, so. Can't complain too much. You, you see, know. Joseph Hart uh, was poor in the Motherwell game when they scored, and Joseph Hart uh, was poor today at the St Johnston goal. And it's not good enough that when Celtic has seen a corner kick, you're thinking the other team could score from this. Thank you very much to Daryl on the line on 01419511025. Todd Cantwell gives the ball away, then fouls. Connor McMenamin, but it's still goalless at Ibrooks. Don't forget, Hibs do lead 
Aberdeen by a goal to nil The ten men of Chelsea are 3-1 up against the yeah. Seagulls I'm afraid yeah. Hugh Deserby must go Championship for you guys yeah, struggling. Oh, struggling Um Not as long as a Paul Heckenbottom at Sheffield yeah, they're there. Many points. Five got, nothing yesterday. Yeah, they've got about two points. Ollie McBurney sent yeah. off, wasn't he? He is truly hopeless. At you. You don't even <laughs> see him. <laughs> you don't see him. We've got a grinch in He's just gone. He's <laughs> just doing a slate everything. The minute he gets set, he's playing the, in the, the English Premier League. There's, there's, there's no and need because he gets sent off, <laughs> ah, he's hopeless. <laughs> I don't have time to hang about. Uh, <laughs> see what you think, you. Exactly. Yeah. Jamie McGrath with a low shot from 18 yards. Good save mm. by David Marshall. Probably entering, well, we are entering that period of the first half where. Rangers fans will be I don't think Fully restless On the scale They're just really hoping For something to take Into the break Aren't they Well, well I mean They've not a, a real sh- no. Shot at no. goal Have they And I think If they, if they, if they get a half time Nil nil you, You'll let the, the, the players know They're not happy And again They have, they have to Try and get a response But I, I just I, I'm not too sure About the Rangers set up I, I know that Seema started well But he's, he's pretty, Been pretty much Anonymous we like young McCausland but is he the guy that you've got to be banking on to, to be creative um, Cantwell's been you know very um, you know, I don't say anonymous but he's certainly been very little involved in the game uh, so Rangers very t- similar have to do a lot more I'll tell you what you, you, might, you might get the Rangers manager coming yeah. in at half time and saying <laughs> it's the <laughs> angriest I've Aye. ever been yeah. Yeah. we just had a look at him mm. there and he is not a happy yeah. chappy as they, as they say in uh, Belgium he is going tonto <laughs> bit of a sniff from Ayunga he just misses it across the face of goal so St Mirren are at least to be fair signs of an attacking mm-hmm. threat as well to Daryl and to Paul and all the others who have come on great save Jack Butland um, I said at quarter to 12 when this programme started that Celtic and Rangers were on trial today and the accusation was that they had gone flat. By half time, Celtic has shown that was the case, but by full time had redeemed mm. themselves in full. Rangers have yet to redeem themselves because they are flat. And uh, Jim Duffy's right, they haven't had a proper chance at goal. And St Mirren are threatening. It was a good that good save I referenced. I think it was possibly... Uh, McMenamin with the effort and we know that Jack Butland has been very reliable since he arrived that's another excellent save it's you know a kind of sprawling um, was it Boyd Munts perhaps with the shot in the end anyway good save Lundstrom gives the ball away cheaply um, and gives the opportunity St Mirren like a wee bit like St Johnston grown in confidence that's words getting used, that phrase mm-hmm. is getting used well this afternoon good save from Butland I think that well, we mentioned that the it's dreadful from Lundstrom, isn't it, to give it away? St. Man weren't going to go and camp, you know, and I don't think they have done. Um, there's not been any view, one, one view cross from Tavernier, which um, Dessa's got a little flick to. But other than that, nothing too much um, for, for St. Man to be concerned about. Fraser Wishart says a VAR check for something mm. in the box. Let me uh, translate that for you. See when Fraser <laughs> was sunning himself. In South Africa In Geneva Or wherever else he's been Working um, He was certainly not thinking I can't wait to get back to VAR In <laughs> Scottish football mm. Well that's it What box? Oh, I don't know Play on Doesn't matter <laughs> Forget yeah. it But Fraser like the rest of us Is thinking uh, On occasion with VAR yeah. What is what, it? Yeah. What is it? What are you yeah. looking at? What have you seen? Yeah That no one else in the ground sees Yeah 
Yeah, but the you know we we can we see it every week at every every level. Um, VAR is just a, a constant argument, really, in, in debate. Um, in this game here, I think the Rangers fans would be delighted if it was a v, VAR shout just now, just to give them something to to think about and something something to get excited about because it's really been quite you know poor. Mediocre, yeah. again because Man have have uh, defended well and performed well, as I said, not just part the bus. But Rangers are a little bit like saying about Celtic have to move the ball quicker. They have to do things a lot sharper. Uh, yeah, we're approaching the last kind of five minutes or so of the opening forty-five at Ibrox, and as as Jim says, it's not been one of those that Rangers are knocking at the door constantly and just waiting in the breakthrough. It has not been like that yet. Um, maybe a bit more detail on the Hibs incident, or the Aberdeen Miovsky shot saved by Marshall. Maybe check in to see where the ball was. Uh, in that incident there so Rangers fans will be hoping for that better in the closing well, five the, minutes of the half the Rangers goalkeepers had the better of saves mm-hmm. uh, had a good save there um, Rangers have got most of the possession but they're not Jim right they're not moving the ball quick enough um, they're not creating chances the goalkeeper's not really been called into action Stevie Robertson will be over the moon so far um, we did look at the Rangers manager He is not pleased at all So there might be a few If this continues There'll certainly be a few strong words at half time When we go to Roger at half time You'll know exactly how the crowd feel Because mm-hmm. the Rangers fans have taken to Giving full vent to their feelings I thought the atmosphere on Thursday Against Aris Limassol was quite extraordinary The crowd were on top of the players From start to finish On top of the manager when he took Cantwell off. So if it's nil-nil at half-time, you'll know by this, the noise being made. Gordon, I mean, again, I'm looking at Dessers. As a striker, you've not played a lot of games, you've not played the last couple of games. Would, would you think that he should just take the ball in a little bit and just, just draw defenders towards him, use his physicality? I mean, the, the, the three or four times that we've seen him involved in the play, he's tried little flicks, little, mm. little, little bits around the corner... I just think that sometimes where you've not played a lot of games because he's given the ball away and, and listen, you might say, well, it's inventive, he's trying something different. But I think when you've not played a lot, the first thing you do is secure the ball and then bring other players into play. Yeah. He's, then go on your bike. He's not, yeah, he's not, he's not really convinced me, Jim, every time I've seen him. Um, and and I'm sure I'm not the only one to say that. I'm, I think a lot of Rangers fans are still to be convinced of him. I think the two big question marks are him and Lammers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lammers left out today, obviously. Cantwell played in that midfield three. Mm-hmm. As a number nine, as much as you're quite rightly saying, take the ball in rather than the flicks or whatever, me personally, I would be doing everything sharp wise, round about that box to get on the end of things to score goals. Because I don't care if you're a number nine and you touch a ball once in the game mm-hmm. and you score a goal. Rangers fans think you've done your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think if you, if you, you know, the ball comes up to you and you're the central yeah, you've striker, got to take it, take it, and get, at least if you're going to play one touch, it has to find your teammate. Yeah, because he's, he's not put yourself done under that. pressure. Yeah, I be, and it's okay, you know, having energy and chasing after and all that stuff. But as you said, the the main thing you're there for is either to score goals or be a threat in the goals and occupy defenders. And I just, I just don't see Dessers doing that in the first half. It's it's just, it's just, I, I feel a, bit, a little bit for him as well. Similar we said about mm-hmm. Kyogo, but on his own. You know, Cantwell's all over the place. Yeah, He's not playing just off the striker. That's what I was going to say, because the, the full team's flat. Mm-hmm. So is that mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. 
does that allow you to be a bit more sympathetic mm. to Dessers yeah. or though is is he part of that you know as the focal point mm. is he the one that maybe has to inspire the team to not be flat yeah, no I, I do as I, I mentioned in uh, Kyogo to, today if, you, if you're if you not getting service to, to him then there's not a lot you can do but he's had maybe half a dozen Gordon where I think that the ball's come up to him and he's on that little kind of quarter turn where he's laying it and he's trying to go and he's he's over hit it he's under hit it he's tried the wee couple of back healers just take it in hold the defender off make sure 100% you get to your team that's the first thing you do and then when you're playing well and the team's playing well you can then try the little inventive parts of the game so I just think you just got to just take a deep breath and understand his role in the team um, oh. even though he's not getting Jim, a huge amount of touches Jim's right but uh, you're looking at pictures there's not there's not a player taking the game the scruff in it Cantwell is running about mm-hmm. like he's playing the mm-hmm. playground he's just chasing the ball mm-hmm. now whether he's been told look you've given a free roll just go and get on the ball make things happen because he's certainly all over the pitch which loses the shape for me sometimes mm-hmm. but you look at Rangers a wee bit like Celtic today first half Taking too long to move the ball, yeah, but all credit to St. Martin. He he took a bit of time away from chasing a player down there to have a pop at the ref, mm-hmm. and I think the fans noticed it. I don't think mm-hmm. the fans were too happy. I would been, have preferred they just got on with it. He's been throwing himself about the whole first half, and he did it again there. And the referee rightly just ignored mm-hmm. it. And at that point, the petulant side of his nature came out to play. And you know, as I say, he's got an attitude problem. If, I, if I'm a midfield player I want to know where my 10 is I want to be able to find him so out of the corner of my eye I know he's going to be playing in these areas if he's outside right outside left you know midfield deeper and you never know you're, next week you turn around and say oh he's behind me no he's out in the wing I think you've got to know where these players are you play in little pockets you, you be, you're clever in those areas you just wait your moment and then the players can find you like uh, Lawrence has just tried um, you know a couple of times but to me, just be a little bit more composed and calm. Stop me running. He's maybe trying too hard, to be fair. Good point, Jim. Mm. Uh, good point. Uh, and I think that's where the problem is with come on, the manager. Mm. I think mm. he looks at him and thinks, you need to be a team player here. Mm. Uh, whether he's, look, we don't know the instructions mm. he's been given. Might be hard on him. flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. And who do you think scored for Rangers right on Dessers. cue? Abdallah Sima. 45 oh. minutes on the clock. What a time to score. This has not been a vintage first half performance. You get the sense the Rangers fans have not enjoyed it, but right on the stroke is a great break down the right and the assist from Cantwell. And it's the best move of the game by a mile. It's not been a game that's had lots of goal scoring opportunities but an emphatic finish and Rangers lead St Mirren by a goal to nil psychologically the best time for Rangers to score psychologically the worst time for St Mirren to concede um, but it's a fine finish from Sima and it just takes the heat off the whole situation it allows Clement to go in have his rant at half time but it's a different type of rant now because at least he's got a goal well done to Dessers Well it changes yeah. everything yeah. Yeah. Held it up. I think Dessers You're, the yeah, channel, yeah, you're right Plays it any Cantwell Cantwell mm. ain't passing that no. he, he just, He's very fortunate Seema decides <laughs> to I'll tell you what I'll take over here mm. That's a terrific finish But, but look at Dessers Holding up Keep the defender there And then Waiting to pass great You said um, Cantwell's come in To have a shot on his left foot But Seema's coming off That left hand side flank And uh, you know A fantastic finish And all credit to Seema again uh, you know he's he's doing he's doing really well in terms of goal scoring for a wide player and 
but Dessers much much better centre forward player. But what a brilliant goal from Rangers. I mean, Tavernier's under pressure on his goal line, and he could have just <laughs> smashed it forty five minutes into the stand. Says let's get into half time. He didn't. He stayed composed. Went to goals and a little dink up to McCausland, and then they played from there into the channel. And it was a fantastic footballing goal and a great finish. Yeah, Seema had that great spell mid September mm-hmm. to mid October. He's then gone eight without a goal, mm-hmm. Gordon. So he'll mm-hmm. be delighted, I'm sure, to get back amongst it. Yeah, and and what I liked about him there, he could easily just stayed out of Cantwell's uh, road. He decided, no, I'm taking over here, and he absolutely mm-hmm. buried it. Mm-hmm. He's got it in his locker. It's a terrific finish. Goals give you so much confidence, especially Ibrook, especially in front of what nearly fifty thousand. Right on the stroke of half time, good time to score. Uh, half time at Ibrooks. Let's hear from Roger Hanna. Half time, Gordon Rangers one St Mirren nil. What a difference a goal makes. We were anticipating jeers from the home fans at half time. Instead, it's only cheers. Abdelassima scoring the only goal. Just an added time at the end of the first half. A sweeping move from his own penalty box until Seema slammed a right foot shot past Zach Hemming, and it lifted a cloud of gloom here because Rangers have huffed and puffed for the majority of this 45 minutes. A couple of half chances for the recall. Cyril Dessers in the opening minutes first they headed into Zach Hemming's arms from James Tavernier's corner and then when Tavernier made progress in the right again he played the ball into the box but this time a weak shot wide at the near post Todd Cantwell he also had a weak shot couldn't get any purchase on it when he was off balance in the box after Tavernier had nodded down a deep cross from Borna Baricic Rangers not at their best at that stage a couple of efforts off target from long distance from John Lundstrom Seema he headed over as well from a Tavernier cross and there was a few restless natives inside Ibrox at that stage, none more so than Philippe Clement he was complaining to the fourth official and the referee when Marcus Fraser delayed a throw and when the same incident happened a couple of minutes later again Fraser delaying the throw and more complaints from Clement and this time a yellow card for the St Mirren centre half for time wasting St Mirren did begin to come into the game at that stage, Jonah Younger just failing to reach a deep cross from the left by Scott Tanzer and moments later Jack Butland called into action, plunging to his right to make a fine diving save to deny Kalen Boyd Munts Cantwell, he wasn't enjoying the afternoon playing in the number 10 role, a couple of complaints to referee Matthew McDermott, he also gave the ball away and then fouled Conor McMenamin as he tried to get the, get the ball back, but then the breakthrough in added time, Tavernier inside his own box, turned, played a pass to Conor Goldson, it was knocked out to the right to Ross McCausland, he fed Cyril Dessers in the channel, Dessers did well, turned back inside, played the ball into Cantwell in the box Cantwell tried to get it onto his left foot for a shot but there was Seema stealing in to take it off his teammate's toe and slam a right foot shot past Hemming and into the bottom corner. A long awaited breakthrough for Rangers. Half time Rangers 1, St Mirren 0. Half time at Easter Road, here's Fraser. Hibernian 1, Aberdeen 0. Pretty good game to watch to be honest, very open. Some nice passing by both sides when they've got the ball and chances at both ends but they're separated by a Dylan Venter goal that Don's boss Barry Robson will be really angry about his defence missing. A long ball by Marshall and then a tap in for Venter at the very end of it. Just over one minute in the clock and the fish sent a long ball over the top and Boyle outpaced Rubicic and his low shot on the angle was saved well and near post by Ruse and that was a, a sign of things to come for the Aberdeen 
back four. But then Aberdeen had a good spell. Lewis Stevenson had to be full stretch to deny Nicky Devlin at the back post. Esther Sokla then found space inside the box. He shot hit to Will Fish and spun just wide. Then Richard Jensen got good connection at the back post to Leighton Clarkson. Free kick, it was saved by Marshall's legs. But then in 18 minutes against on a play, Hibbs opened the scoring. Very, very simple. David Marshall with a kick out. Somehow Jensen missed it. Rubicic didn't cover in behind him. And all the Aberdeen defenders were just left in the trail of Martin Boyle. He ran on one and one with Keller Ruse and he cleverly just squared the ball to Venter, just almost walked the ball into the empty net. Terrible goal from an Aberdeen perspective, but the goal gave Hibbs a real lift. Bashiri almost made it to the header from a new free kick just over the bar. And then Aberdeen almost equalised in 32 minutes. Venter gave the ball away 30 yards from the Hibbs goal. And Jimmy McGrath got onto the end of the ball with a low 18-yard shot. He hit it well. A really good save by Marshall down to his right. And four minutes later, the best chance that they've had in the half for Aberdeen. Young Rory Whitaker from Hibs, robbed by Shinny, the right back here, who squared the ball to Majowski at the back post, six yards out. He turned the ball towards goal. Really good save by Marshall. Hit the post, and the ball was cleared. There was a VAR check. Was the ball over the line? But the VAR said no. And for Hibs, the closest they came to extending the lead was on the whistle when Will Fish header, 12 yards out. Did really well. Got good power on it, but it just floated inches over the bar from a new free kick. Game could go either way here. Looking forward to more of the same in the second half. Could do with a really good couple of goals here. Half-time, Hibernian 1, Aberdeen 0. Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Call Robert Accident Repair. NHS staff use code 67 for 10% off all repairs. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard. Half time in the three o'clock games. Celtic won the early kickoff three goals to one at St Johnston. We've opened the phone lines early, so it's 01419511025. If you want to have your say, please do give the guys a call. Uh, just feel like the reaction at half time, Roger, would have been entirely different if Abdullah hadn't popped up just before the break. Great time to score, wasn't it? It was a perfect time to score because it had been an insipid display by Rangers in the first 45 minutes. Not unlike the first 45 minutes against Aris Limassol here on Thursday night. And you wondered, Philip Clement went to his bench early then, 35 minutes, McCausland for Cantwell. And you just wonder if he was considering going to his bench again early. Cyril Dessers, not a great first 45 minutes, although, as Jim Duffy said, he did terrifically well down the channel for the goal to feed the ball into Todd Cantwell before Abdallah Seema scored that opening goal. Uh, I think he, he may well have turned to his bench, but of course the, the goal makes all the difference. It changes his team talk, and it changes Stephen Robinson's team talk as well, Gordon, because he undoubtedly would have been content with the way the game was going. It's very much a, a 5-4-1 formation, but Zach Hemming hadn't really had a save of note to make, and there were a couple of half chances there just after the half hour mark Scott Tanzer's ball across just missed by Jonah Ayunga and then a decent save by Jack Butland to deny Kaelin Boyd so that, that goal will mean everything to Philip Clement So, so will it, you, you think there could have been a change at the break but that won't happen now because of the goal yeah, I wonder, I wonder if he was seriously considered in Danilo up front because Dessers was making no impact on that three-man St Mirren central offence at all. But that was not just one of his, not his best flash of the afternoon, one of his better flashes in the Rangers shirt, his involvement in the link-up down that channel on the right-hand side. And, and as Jim Duffy correctly said, a terrific Rangers goal, a sweeping move from end to end. Uh, it sounds like fairly even at the break at Easter Road, Fraser. In terms of obviously not even scoreline, but you know the second half there for both sides to go and try and take something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pretty even game. Although Aberdeen, I have to say, have probably had the best chances of the game. But uh, the one goal 
came, as you said, from from uh, from Dylan Venter. Uh, the warning signs were there, first minute. Will Fish, right side centre-back, just launches a big long ball over the top. Jensen misjudges it, Rubens isn't cut on the cover. And Boyle goes through and has a shot in the angle, saved by the goalkeeper. And that's what happened with the goal. Marshall just launched the ball. I don't know what Jensen was doing, he misjudged it completely. came forward to header it, went over his head, but Rubens hasn't deepened again. And Martin Boyle quite cleverly, he was through one and one with the goalkeeper. He could have gone on his own. Had to go round him or he could have shot, but just cleverly just squared it. And Venter walks in the easiest goal of his of his entire career. But Aberdeen have the best chances, I have to say. Mioski's looked sharp up front and he probably should have scored, although you have to give Marshall the credit for a really good save when, when from the shinny, shinny cross. And the, the Hibs defence has really been tested. So, pretty open game. But Barry Robson will be furious at the goal he lost. And you see it in television, just a very, very basic, basic errors by the back three. Well, it's going to be an interesting 45 minutes at both Ibrox and Easter Road. It's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Call Robert Accident Repair. They'll collect, repair and deliver your vehicle providing a hassle-free service.